0: well good morning everyone and welcome to between the horns as always presented by your southern california toyota dealers proud partner of the la rams the nfc champion los angeles rams I'm JB Long, and I'm stoked about our group today. As always, we've got Maurice Jones, Drew DeMarco, Far, and a special guest, Steve Weish from NFL Network. We'll introduce them one at a time and get their opening comments. MJD, let's start with you. How are you midweek? Thank goodness there's a gap between the championship weekend and the Super Bowl. I can't believe it's Wednesday already.
1: Uh, Listen, JB, I don't. You know, I probably think I just went to sleep probably like 20 (laughs) minutes ago, and I had to wake up. I've been riding such a high. It was a crazy game. And the fact that I had to fly back from L.A. back to the Bay Area with all these Niner fans made it that much more <laughs> special. So, I uh, I definitely am, I'm still still thriving off the game. I need I need a couple more days, another 48 hours, before I can get back to, you know, level and we can start really breaking down the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Well, my X-rays on my ribs following a bear hug from Demarco uh, on Sunday night it's were negative. Growth. Uh, I'll be listed as questionable, but should be good to go for the Super Bowl. DeMarco, have you come back down to earth yet? No, no, it wasn't that bad, was it? I was excited, man. i was great it every time.
2: You know, I mean, I, look, uh, seeing these guys in the middle of the field on the podium was awesome. But I keep going back to that last play, guys, watching Aaron Donald, The biggest play of his life, and Garoppolo wasn't getting away. Garoppolo, biggest play of his life, and he couldn't get away. That's what it's all about. So I guess I was still carrying that upstairs when I saw you, but... Just just awesome. Beating your rivals, number one, sending them home, and then qualifying for a Super Bowl in your own house, it don't get any better than that.
0: And Steve was on the field post game. He was talking to the biggest names on the Rams roster, including Aaron Donald. What have the last 48 to 72 hours been like for you, Steve?
3: Well, look, I mean, it's been busy. I'm covering all kind of NFL news. But when it comes to the Rams, what I really am taking out of, not just that great win against the 49ers, but last week against Tampa Bay, is Matthew Stafford. I mean, the way he has performed down the stretch should erase any doubt that he is not a clutch player, that he, that, he, that he can't make the big play at the right time. I mean, some of the throws that he made to Cup and Odell Beckham, the sideline catch to Odell Beckham after the dropped interception, that pass was just absolutely incredible. And just the leadership he has shown, which has spurred the faith and trust in him to take them all the way. I, I think he, you know, that's, that's the guy I continue to look at when I look at this, this playoff run for the Rams. Mm.
0: We'll get first impressions on the matchup with the Bengals, but we want this show to be mostly basking in and soaking up the NFC Championship. We'll come back next week and break down everything uh, Bengals and Rams. But, Steve, to that point, you touched on it a little bit from an individual standpoint, but from a big picture 30,000 foot view. If I started the sentence with my lasting memory of the NFC Championship game at SoFi Stadium is going to be, how do you think you would complete that sentence or paragraph?
3: That all of the off-season acquisitions are worth it. Uh. I mean, everything that they've done, even Sony Michelle. I mean, we, we tend not yeah. to mention Sony Michelle with the off-season acquisitions of Matthew Stafford and Von Miller and, and Odell Beckham, but even what he was able to do. People forget some of the pass protection stuff he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Niners were coming in, so. Yeah. But, I mean, this, it's, the Rams have thrown traditional team building and roster building into the wind. they traded away high draft picks. They've gotten proven veterans. And because Sean McVay is a great head coach and he's got a fantastic staff that develops the talent, right, the back-end draft talent, some of these guys that they procure from other teams' practice squads, and able to mesh that with superstars, And to be able to have, you know, pros like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, except Von Miller and Odell Beckham, to be able to mesh all that together to get where they are, I think it speaks absolute volumes about the culture of the club and the leadership of Sean McVay.
0: Yeah, great call. I don't think anyone's asking for those picks back in the exchanges they made with other teams, especially as they become less and less valuable with each win this postseason for the Rams. DeMarco, how about for you? Same question. You had that great... uh, chill-inducing speech for us going into uh, last weekend about all the implications and ramifications. Now on the back end, how do you tie it all together?
2: You know, funny, uh, what Steve just said. Um, I never include Sony Michelle, with those offseason moves, and I don't know why. I guess 845 yards leading your team in rushing isn't as sexy as it used to be. So, But you have to. Think about him coming out of that three-game losing streak and then getting right with him running the football with two tights. Bringing in the extra tackle, watching Sean McVay kind of morph into a different football coach. He was huge for you uh, and he deserves it. And one thing about OBJ, um, I'm glad I don't tweet because I didn't like him in New York. I love him now. Um, I get to see him up close and I kind of understand what type of athlete he is and I guess what he needs to be successful. And that goes back to Matthew Stafford. Uh, you know, I wonder, does he have, is he going to have the appeal of, say, Terry Bradshaw? Uh, to where you can win a Super Bowl and become a national hero at the same time because I I don't see what the negatives are. Um, He's been nothing but a leader. But yeah, just watching all these guys come together, OBJ coming in, uh, Robert Woods going down and the emergence of him, Cooper Cup doing it all year, Von Miller rounding in the form. Yeah, this this has been one heck of a coaching job and Mm -hmm. it's been a great job by the coaching staff as much as it is a great job by the players. So uh, it's been it's been fun watching this team change about three or four different times during one season and still end up where you want to go. Hmm.
0: This is kind of fun to just pull out some individual names for the team accomplishment and just revisit the contribution they made to Sunday and to the season at large. Maurice, who's on your mind as we get to midweek?
1: Uh, Nick Scott. Um, I think Ooh. kind of talking a little bit about what everyone's talking about, how the additions. You got to think of this. This was in order to get to this point all three parts of your organization had to work, right? The front office, drafting, trading players. Your coaches making the right adjustments throughout the course of the game, and then the players buying in. And when Jordan Fuller went down, we were like, uh-oh, like what's going to happen? Are you going to get Weddle? Are you going to do all these different things? But it's Nick Scott who shows up in the big timely moments, right? He's the one that laid the hit that we just saw on Debo Samuel. He's the one that got the interception on Tom Brady last uh, two weeks ago. He's the one that kind of stepped up to me And made a ton of money. I I never thought, and JB, we've had this conversation about Nick's got a ton. He was just a special teams guy in my eye, right? You didn't draft him to play anything else but be a special teams demon, and then he he gets called up to play a safety role, and he looks like an all-pro out there. I mean, tackling in the box, making plays behind the line of scrimmage, and then being able to drop back and play center field and have the range to go out and do it. I mean, that was a huge, huge uh, job by him, the coaches, and the organization of believing in him and his abilities.
0: D-Far, how about the guy next to him? Eric Weddle went from playing maybe 10 to 15 snaps against the Cardinals to 60-plus against Brady and the Bucs, not missing a snap and leading the team in tackles in the NFC Championship game.
2: He's played a 1,000 years, uh, a 1,000 tackles. I don't know where you guys stood on, like, you know, Hall of Fame credentials or where he ranks all time, but this has got to factor in. Somebody that's been on the couch for so long to come back and all of a sudden become a major player in a secondary of a Super Bowl defense already. And it looks like he's been there all year. Uh, I do like this combo, um, and that's no disrespect to anybody that's not here or heard or trying to come back, but Nick Scott and Eric Weddle have held it down in the back end. There is less confusion, and they are more physical. That hit on Debo might have been the most satisfying hit of my broadcasting career. Anybody else want to deny that? For what Debo has meant to the 49ers and what he's done to the Rams, seeing him get laid out by a safety was like, wow, I'm glad he got up. I'm glad he's not hurt. And I'm glad the shot was legal. But Nick Scott bring, being that intimidator is exactly what they needed in the back end.
0: Yeah, the NFL gives out that way to play award, like the kind of focus on fundamental hits and tackling, like as emphatic as that one was, I feel like that meets the criteria. And, and that combined with the, uh, the red paint, striking Donald's helmet as he made (laughs) that that clinching play. Like, those are two impactful visuals for me that I'll always remember about that NFC Championship. Steve, you've already had some great ones. Any other names you
3: want to call out from Sunday night's performance? Well, first off, don't forget Nick Scott got it started against Arizona when he made that big hit on A.J. Green, which led to a challenge, which again led to a a huge swing in the game. But what about the O-line guys? Mm. Last I checked, Matthew Stafford was pretty damn clean Against the, against the San Francisco front that had eaten people alive. That was hitting five sacks a game going back to that week 18 game. I mean, just the fact that Brian Allen and, and Havenstein and Whitworth and the guards coming in there clearing out running lanes protecting Matthew Stafford, you have got to give them all of the credit because Stafford was clean against Tampa Bay. He was pretty clean against San Francisco. Yeah, pressure was coming, but they did enough for everything to execute the way it was supposed to on schedule. There was not a lot of desperation plays, which we've seen lead to turnovers. So I want to give that offensive line credit. I want to give Greg Gaines credit. Oh, oh, the defensive oh. tackle <laughs> who's been absolutely amazing and for two straight games and lit it. Let us not be blind to this backup tight end. Kendall Blanton has come oh huge, God. huge for the Rams and for what he had to do for Higby in that game when Higby got hurt and he showed up with some great third down catches. You know, just absolutely hats off to him for being ready, the coaching staff for having him ready and for him not withering in a moment where it was easy for him to wither. J B, you called that. You called that on the digital show. I
2: thought you were just messing around. You, you guys didn't know were what was
3: laughing.
1: <laughs> You guys were laughing at me. They only had
0: two active tight ends, Higby and Blanton, and he was coming off his first NFL touchdown in Tampa Bay, so No, I think it was a little bit cheeky on my part. I'm not sure I was fully bought into that player of the game. I did end up with Aaron Donald, a much more obvious selection, but I'm glad I put it down on tape. Let the record show. (laughs) Maurice, I want to go back to to our booth uh, for Rob Havenstein for a couple of reasons. One, he got his highest pro football focus grade of his career in that NFC Championship game. But as good as his past pro was, as much as he was a road grader in the running game, The tackle he made on Jimmy Ward on that goal line, did it look to you like it looked to me like that might have gone for six the other way if he doesn't make that play?
1: JB, it was gone. He was gone. Um, I think that that's the one thing that I've always get nervous about when you throw the ball down the field and it gets intercepted because everyone's down there. And then all you have are five offensive linemen who aren't the greatest in space, right? Especially against a guy like Jimmy Ward. So (laughs) that was – that, there were some big yeah. plays in this game. And, you know, I, I hear all the Niners fans talk about tarts drop and, oh, what if this happened or what if that – well, what if Havenstein misses that tackle and Jimmy Ward goes down the field? That's yeah. tough to come back from. And so uh, I think you're exactly right when you say that that tackle was huge. But also this, I think uh, he gave up one sack to Bosa, if, if I correct you, but it wasn't his fault. It was pressure coming off the left side. Stafford slides closer towards him. Bosa falls onto it. Other than that – Pretty you didn't quiet. hear you didn't hear Bosa's name the whole time. That's what you need to give credit for because, like Steve said, he has destroyed everybody, starting in that Week 18 uh, matchup, just going right down the line on all the top tackles and that offensive line stood up. And then you know again, you know, great tackle by him again. I hope they get an award in their offensive line room for giving ta- like great tackles by offensive linemen or something. Because no doubt, <laughs> he might be the MVP.
2: <laughs> See, okay. I got you, Cam. Cam was back there. Cam would have ran him down. He was back there.
0: I got you, Cam Akers. Come on now. But good tackle, big man. (laughs) Two quick things on the tart drop. One, like, what a professional. What a role model for those of us who make mistakes in all walk of life. The way that he owned that and handled that afterwards, like, tip of the cap to him. What choices do you have? (laughs) <laughs> but but I, I don't want to hear any of that from, from San Francisco forevermore, though. This is not the show for that because Jalen Ramsey could have had two picks and a pick mm. six. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Fred Warner could have had a personal foul on a blind shot.
2: Wow. your know,
0: whole shot on Matthew Stafford. What's gotten into him? O- OB, OBJ got some cheap shots early on that weren't flagged. So, anyways, yeah. not the time and place. Two more quick ones I want to finish with. Uh, DeMarco, you've been tracking A'shaun Robinson for two years now. I thought that was one of his finest performances.
2: Yeah, you know, I was talking to uh, Sebastian Joseph Day before the game about him and just how he's passing on what he knows about playing the 49ers to A'shaan. Uh And just a great conversation. And uh, his strengths as a defensive lineman, his hand strength is is unmatched from what I hear. And that's funny when you consider Aaron Donald was standing right next to him. But Aishon's attitude, the way he's played, the way he's accepted the role. Like you said, um, he has been so tough against the run for about the last two months. Really. I mean, when you watch that tape, he really stands out against the run. He refuses to move. He's throwing bodies. Leonard Floyd as well. Uh, We didn't talk enough about him bringing it off the edge. It wasn't pretty, but it was effective. He's dropping tackles in Jimmy Garoppolo's Garoppolo's lap on passing down. So that physical stuff outside of the skill uh, was just tremendous. So I'm glad you mentioned Greg Gaines. Even Troy Reader. We said he had to be all over the place against San Francisco, and he was pretty much. Um, you know, just the entire defense, the way they played and how physical they were and how they rallied the troops. Watching Aaron Donald yell at his guys on defense, you've seen it on, the, on that video. Watching it in real time with the veins popping out of his neck, and he is going eye to eye to eye, and he didn't miss a soul. Uh, that defense was playing possessed. There was no way they were getting out of that game without winning it. It, it was just great to
0: watch. And Von Miller, who's the highest graded defender in the entire postseason, according to PFF, has played a large role in bringing out that vocal leadership side of Aaron Donald. So kudos to him as well. I'll finish with Traven Howard, who finished the game. And I remember speaking to Traven about his knee injury going into the season a couple of years ago when he was in line to be the next Corey Littleton. He was supposed to be that next off-ball linebacker. Instead had it taken all away from him seemingly, and he was crying in his car calling his loved ones. What a comeback for him to finish that way. He's got a part of Rams lore uh, forevermore. All right, let's get to the Super Bowl matchup. Don't need to break it down or dissect it quite yet, but Steve, I'd be curious from your league-wide perspective, how how do we feel about Bengals and Rams at SoFi Stadium in Super Bowl 56?
3: It, it is, it's going to be a tough game. Look, on paper and by just looking at the big picture, you think the Rams are going to walk over them because they're the veteran team with the Stars and the Bengals are this this, this team playing with house money with all these young players. But Joey Burrow is that dude, right? He is a real dude. All their wide receivers from Tyler Boyd to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are lethal. But it's a long line of scrimmage. We've seen it all postseason. And and that's where the Bengals defensively are no joke. Trey Hendrickson has probably been the best off-season acquisition any team has made, their pass rusher, against the Rams defense. You know, we can say with everything we want about the Bengals' offensive line. The Chiefs weren't getting to Joey Burrow that game. It's going to be a different story with what the Rams do. But I think that's really going to be the telltale. I, I would expect the Rams to win this, but with what we've seen from the Bengals this postseason and the teams they've gone through to get here, this is this is not a walkover by any means. This should be a very, very entertaining game.
0: Yeah, you hold Patrick Mahomes to three in the second half and overtime at his place, and beat him twice down the stretch. Uh, that's that's nothing uh, to look over. MJD, have you decided which offensive coordinator job you want? Because <laughs> Zach Taylor going against Sean McVay, everybody's getting hired. I assume you're getting offers.
1: I don't know, man. I, I know we're going to talk. I know Steve's going to talk about that on NFL Network. But shoot, if you want a piece of the Rams, come call me. You know, hey, <laughs> I'm I'm available. I just only, I only only work tuesdays and thursdays though um monday wednesday friday i got kid stuff so um no listen this is the thing um there's a reason that you're seeing sean McVay staff poached right there's a reason that matt Lafleur's had success in green bay there's a reason zach taylor's had success and, and steve hit it right on the head it's about the quarterback position and those guys have found guys that can perform at a high level um i, I go back to this when i look at this game Joe Burrow got sacked nine times against the Tennessee Titans, a defense that we, and when I say we, the Rams, struggled against, right, mm-hmm. and still found a way to win. That should scare you enough. That should be like, okay, that, that should scare us enough. So you definitely have your hands full. They they went through the ringer as well, right? They, they had to go to Tennessee. They had to go to Kansas City and win against probably the hottest team in the playoffs at the time, and they found a way to do it. But this is the thing, and, and when you look at this game, it's, it hasn't been easy for the Rams either, right? You had to ungoat the goat. You had to make him retire, which you did, right? You had to go against a team that you've lost to six times in a row. Uh, you had to beat a, a division pro at home early. Uh, very similar, um, I guess, storylines throughout the playoffs. The key is this, though, the experience of it. I know Joe Burrows won a national title. I know Matthew Stafford is his first time. Both guys are very – it's their first time in Super Bowls. Who's, who's willing or who's able to really bring their heart rate down and stay calm in those moments are going to be the reason the either team wins. Hmm.
0: DeMarco, it feels like a legacy Super Bowl 56 for lots of different Rams. Who's at the top of that list for you in terms of cementing their legacy with the championship?
2: Oh, AD, um, number one. Um The best defensive player in the game, arguably the best player, puts a ring on I mean, he's going in anyway. You know that. Uh, Even the Hall of Famers say it. Uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, I guess, can change perception, like we said earlier, uh, if he puts a ring on it and and gets through um, Cincinnati. And think about this. uh, It's it's not Tampa. That's not the defending champs. Think of all the stuff this team has gone through. Uh, it's, It's San Francisco. You just went through that. And now all that's standing in your way. Uh, of for immortality for being a legend for life is Cincinnati respect them but uh, play loose and have fun and 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 go out and win this thing Uh, same with Andrew Whitworth we talked about his longevity plus a ring that's going to change things Eric Weddle we just said I don't know how many points or where he is or where he stands and all that but think about that when they talk about his life or his career 10 years from now and they mentioned he was off and then came back and helped and won. I, it's It changes a lot for a lot of people. So Sean McVay, too, uh, finally getting over the hump. I respect the culture. I hate the fact that he's on offense. You, uh, Maurice, what you were just talking about, all these young geniuses are torturing my side of the football, and I can't stand it. But I re- I respect the culture Sean McVay has, has implemented here and how he keeps it at a certain level. This is not easy to do. So less need everybody uh everybody that's been involved with this football team trying to get it back to get it to atlanta and then back to the super bowl and here you are so it changes a lot if you
0: can get this done
3: i I think Jalen ramsey real quick i I think Jalen ramsey if he if he gets that ring you know because we we see him all the time he's the best db in the nfl not just corner he's the best db in the nfl but if he gets that ring that is, a, that is a significant career changer because he's the one player that you just mentioned who's in his ultra prime of his career. Mm. So I think that he needed to add him to that list as well.
0: Does this reset Weddell's clock? I guess it does, right? His Hall of Fame clock in a very good way? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, changes something. Um, he, he, he was at two years. He's back to the ground floor. Wow. Whit, Whitworth against the Bengals, though. I mean, you cannot write a richer script than that.
3: First time that's ever been said about an offensive tackle. <laughs> well, I was going to say this. I think I think Woodward's
1: wife went on, like, Instagram and Twitter and kind of talked about how, like, this is bittersweet, right? Because they love everybody in Cincinnati and they're happy for everyone there. But also, you know, there's a selfish side of it. Like, hey, listen, I got to get me mine, too. I'm happy for you guys, but. It's time, like DeMarco said, to call Beyonce. Yeah. Have somebody put a ring on this thing. Let's go to work. What's
2: LeBron do with the knee? Yeah. Sorry about that, Cincinnati. We got him.
0: You had him. <laughs> right. Any uh, any final thoughts? The things that I didn't get to, didn't ask that you guys want to close with?
2: Uh, I highly recommend being a champion. Um, uh, one of the things I, I love when it was over and watching the team run onto the field as they qualified for the Super Bowl was watching the staff. Uh, Sophie, who we know, logistics, is not easy in the National Football League. It was twice as hard the last two seasons. Mm. She about collapsed in tears. This is a journey, man. Getting there is – you. Ha- Dick Vermeil always told us, remember the journey. The game is great, but remember how we got here. So that was part of it. Seeing the people that helped the players get to where they are now was great. So you're almost there. You're almost to the summit, so keep pushing. One more game to go. you got to get through Cincinnati.
3: Uh, yeah, my whole thing is, if, is, is uh, well, my whole thing is is this. Sorry, MJD. If the Rams get it two years in a row, teams playing in their home stadium, two years in a row, teams using the same tack to get there, pushing all their chips in the middle with veteran players to try to make a shot. So, I mean, will that become a trend? No, it won't become a trend because there is too many general managers who want to earn their salary by drafting well and and all this other stuff. But I just think the character that the Rams have shown with some of the injuries—look, losing. A glue guy like Bobby Trees, right? Ooh. And overcoming that after a three-game stumble, you know, Matt Stafford taking all the smoke he took for throwing all of those picks. Just a fact, Demarco. You said it earlier. They have reinvented themselves three times on the way to getting to this point. I just think that's really the big thing that needs to be appreciated about the Rams, whether they win it all or not. For me, it's going to
1: be this. Uh, you talked about the journey, Demarco. Well, think of this: the last two weeks. The Rams have had to knock off two teams that represent the NFC in the last two Super Bowls, right? The like Tampa Bay Buccaneers are their place, and the Niners, who went a couple years ago, um, and did, and and that's what this journey is about. You have to have, go through some adversity, um, and to say you're battle tested, right? To go in there and be battle tested, and so, uh, it's 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 been a long ride, like you said. I'm tired. <laughs> I, I'm exhausted. This has been a long season. I can't. I can't tell you how excited I am for the Super Bowl. But I can't tell you how excited I am for the Super Bowl to be over too, so I can go Guess to sleep.
2: Up. Guess but, up, um, son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this is the thing, you know. Um, they've earned the right to be there. They've mm-hmm. earned the right. The no win November. The reinvent themselves in December. The reinvent themselves in the playoffs. To winning to beating two of the last Super Bowl uh, representatives of the NFC. That that's a huge story. And so the only way to finish it is the right way by like going out there and playing a great game against the Cincinnati Bengals team that's physical, um, that plays in that AFC North, that plays that type of ball. And you have to be ready to stop the run like you did against the Niners and be ready to stop probably the most explosive receiving court that we've seen in the National Football League.
0: All right, MGD, go t- go catch a nap. Go run a mile. Charging I'm no about to go work
2: mile. out
1: now. I got to go work out. I still got I still got some energy to burn.
2: Get on the elliptical. Come on,
0: Nefer, <laughs> you're the man. Thank you, and you uh, NFL Network reporter Steve Weish, who's uh, certainly got a lot on his plate this week and yeah. the next couple of weeks. You can follow him on Twitter at Weish89 at Weish89. Steve, always great to see you. Appreciate your perspective. Go get them, sir. I'm in. And thanks to our audience for tuning in this week to Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, proud partner of the LA Rams, Super Bowl 56, heading to SoFi Stadium, and On Location can make your weekend unforgettable. Enjoy epic pregame parties featuring NFL legends. Choose from an incredible selection of SoFi Stadium seating options, secure hard-to-find accommodations, and get unmatched access through it all. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL, and the only way to experience Super Bowl Fifty Six: visit onlocationexp.com/sb56 for more information. One more time: that's onlocationexp.com/sb56. For MJD, Steve Weiss, and Barco Far. I'm JB Long. Much, much more to come as we get set for Bengals and Rams at SoFi Stadium in Super Bowl Fifty Six.